And what brings me joy and fulfillment can be totally different than what brings you joy and fulfillment. But when we get caught in this trap of comparing our lives or our summer experiences with others, we risk losing sight of our own values and financial objectives. Hey, this is Allison and welcome to the Inspire Budget Podcast where we talk all things budgeting, debt, and saving money. I distinctly remember when my husband and I were working to pay off debt, we were two teachers and we had summers off. Now we took turns teaching summer school, but even when you teach summer school, there is some time off. And I remember sitting in this small apartment working to pay off debt, we had a baby. And I remember this is when Instagram was still in the new stages. I know I'm aging myself here, but Instagram was still in these newer stages and I'm on Instagram scrolling through and I feel like I'm seeing all of these people taking these amazing summer vacations. I live in the Texas area, so a lot of people were driving to Florida along 30A, just sharing these pictures and these images of this gorgeous water and these like crystal clear teal water. And I thought, everyone is taking a vacation except for us. We are the only people stuck at home this summer. And I remember thinking, I just want to go. I just want to get away. I want to go away and I want to go on a vacation, even if it means we have to drain our savings account, even if it means we have to go into debt. This is what I want. And thankfully, I don't get to just make that decision. I'm in a partnership with my husband and we make those decisions together. And Matt was able to kind of pull me out of that comparison trap I had fallen into and say, look, just because you're seeing this doesn't mean everyone's on vacation. You're just seeing who is on vacation. And we don't have the money to be able to do this right now. So our time for vacation will come. And so that was really hard. I couldn't pull myself out of that trap on my own. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about a common challenge that many of us face, not just me during the summer season, comparison. It's all too easy to fall into this trap of comparing our summers to the highlight reels that we see on social media. Now, if you're on social media at all, it's super easy, or just honestly, even if you talk to people, your neighbors, your friends, it's easy to find yourself comparing your summer experiences to everyone else's. Now, we're talking just about summer here because traditionally that's when people vacation, but this applies to any time of the year. It's easy to feel like everyone else is having this amazing and phenomenal summer and you're just stuck at home, bored, doing the same old thing. And maybe you start thinking, well, I could take a trip like that if I just put it on my credit card. And I say that from experience because I think I've pretty much uttered those words. Now, it's easy to let jealousy set in. And then once that jealousy has set in, it's even easier to justify overspending because you're comparing your life to everyone else's. I'm going to go so far as to say that combating summer comparison is vital to our emotional well-being financial stability, and overall contentment in our own life. I know that's a pretty drastic statement to say, so I'm going to repeat it. Combating summer comparison is vital to our overall emotional well-being, financial stability, 
and contentment in our own life. Because comparing our summer, comparing our life to someone else's and getting stuck in this trap can lead to four very unintentional consequences. First, when we constantly compare our summers to what we see on social media or when we're comparing our life to what we're seeing on social media, or I say social media, but it could be anything. It could be a vlog. It could be YouTube. It could be just comparing it to your neighbor, your friends. It can lead to emotional distress. Seeing others embark on these lavish vacations or attend exciting events can trigger feelings of inadequacy, envy, or FOMO, which, by the way, my husband did not know what FOMO stood for. I had to explain it to him, fear of missing out. (laughs) This emotional turbulence can overshadow our own experiences, causing us to feel less satisfied and grateful for what we have. Now, does it always lead to emotional distress? No. But if you have found in the past that you become this emotionally distressed and you have this FOMO, when you are comparing yourself to others, then this episode is for you because we're going to be talking about how to deal with that. Summer comparison can also contribute to financial stress, and I'm sure it does for many people. If we're constantly measuring our summer or our experience up to others, we start to feel pressured to spend beyond our means in an attempt to keep up or appear on par with those around us. This can lead to impulsive spending, taking on more debt, and long-term financial repercussions that can just overall hinder our financial well-being. If you want to have these summer experiences, I highly recommend planning for them now for next year, starting now and setting aside money so that you're not put in this position where you're impulsive and you place financial stress on your life. Third, constantly comparing our summers to others it can just cause us to lose sight of our own values and goals. I'm a big believer, big believer that our financial journey is unique. And what brings me joy and fulfillment can be totally different than what brings you joy and fulfillment. But when we get caught in this trap of comparing our lives or our summer experiences with others, we risk losing sight of our own values and financial objectives. We risk losing sight of what really matters to us because we're seeing what matters to other people. And when we see what matters to other people, it's easy to forget where our values and our goals lie, which can ultimately hinder our long-term financial success and just general happiness. And finally, comparing ourselves to others during the summer can lead to this distorted perception of our progress and self-worth. Now, I say this from experience. It is so easy to overlook our own achievements, our own milestones, when we are constantly measuring ourselves against a version of other people's lives that we honestly don't know much about. This can undermine our own confidence, our motivation, and could actually stall our own financial progress and personal growth. Have you ever done this? Have you ever let comparison cast a shadow on your own achievements? I know I have, not just when it comes to summertime, but when it comes to other things as well. We are proud of something we've done. And then as soon as we see what someone else has done, what we have done suddenly doesn't feel as big as it was before. I don't want you to fall into that trap. 
Today's episode is brought to you by my budget to build wealth. Here's the truth. I do not believe, actually I refuse to believe that wealth is just for the rich. I believe that wealth can be built on a budget without sacrificing what you love to spend money on. I fully believe that budgeting is the quickest, most effective way for you to reach your money goals. So whether your goal is to stop living paycheck to paycheck, pay off those student loans that have been hanging over your head, or find room in your budget every single month so that way you can start investing for your future, you're going to need a guide, a plan to get yourself there, which is exactly what I'm sharing in my free training, Budget to Build Wealth. In this training, I'm gonna be sharing three massive mistakes that people make with their budget and their financial plan, so that way you can avoid them. I'm gonna be sharing with you the secret to freeing up more money in your budget each month, so that way you can send extra money to your goals, and I'm going to be sharing with you my tried and true four-step framework to budgeting your way to wealth without giving up what you love. Plus, there is a very special free gift for anyone who stays until the end. You can sign up by going to inspiredbudget.com slash class, or just click the link in my show notes. You'll be able to choose a time that works for your schedule and I'll see you there. We know all the negative things that summer comparison can bring. If you've ever dealt with comparison, you know the emotional impact it can have on you. So how do we deal with summer comparison? How do we actively recognize it in ourselves and stop it in its tracks? Well, unfortunately, it's easier said than done. There's no magic pill. I can't wave a wand to just immediately erase these feelings. If I could, I would. And if I could, I'd be a billionaire by now. But thankfully, that's just what these things are. They are feelings. They aren't facts. And after over 20 years of therapy, yes, 20 years, actually 22 years to be exact, I've done a lot of therapy in my life. I have learned one thing for sure. Just because we feel something doesn't mean it's true. Did you hear that? I think it's so freeing. If you're multitasking or if you're working on other things, I want you to come back to me for this. Just because you feel something does not mean it's true. So here are two things I want you to remember when you're comparing your experiences to someone else and it leaves you feeling less than. First, recognize what you're consuming. Here's what I mean by this. If you're an active user on Instagram, Facebook, or just any other social media platform where you are consuming other people's content and life, chances are you've encountered a stream of posts just showcasing people's summer vacations and activities. And it's natural to unconsciously become aware of what you might be missing out on as you sit there and scroll through these captivating images and stories. However, it's important to take a step back and remember one crucial perspective. And this is something I had to do. I'm just telling you this from experience. What you see from multiple people doesn't necessarily apply to you as a single individual. So imagine this scenario. As you scroll, you come across five different people. Two are at the beach, one is exploring the mountains, and another is attending just this fabulous summer concert in the city. In that moment, you are absorbing all five of these experiences and unintentionally applying them to your own situation. It's easy to fall into the trap of thinking, oh my gosh, 
everyone is going to the beach and the mountains and summer concerts. Everyone's doing this. I'm not doing what everyone else is doing. But here's the reality. Each person that you're seeing is engaged in their own unique summer activity. Each person isn't going to the beach and the mountains and a concert and all the other amazing things that you're seeing online. One is at the beach, one is in the mountains and so on. But when we're scrolling on social media, it almost kind of blends and melts itself together. So we have this weird vision that everyone is doing everything, but that's not true. Not everyone can do everything in the summer. There's just not enough time, nor probably enough money. Each individual has their own circumstances, limitations, and priorities. So it's not fair to expect the same experiences from yourself. So to combat this negative impact of summer comparison, you need to recognize that not everyone can do everything and that's okay. Each person has their own set of opportunities and constraints. Focusing on embracing what aligns with your values and your goals rather than trying to mimic what others are doing can really help you battle summer comparison. This means you need to get clear on what you value. You need to get clear on what your goals are. It might look like sitting down with a journal or a pen in hand, or even just going on a long walk and thinking, what matters most to me? What do I really want in life? And sometimes what you really want, if what you want is to take a world cruise or travel to Europe for two months out of the year, or buy a vacation home, or just retire early, It might mean you have to make some sacrifices now, like paying off your student loans or paying off your credit card so that you can get to that point. And that's a hard pill to swallow at times because we can't have it now. But when you realize what your goals and what your values are, you can work backwards and ask yourself, how do I get to that goal and value? Maybe my goal is to be able to, actually, I'll just tell you what one of my goals is. One of my goals is to be able to leave the Texas heat in the summertime and go north, whether I'm going north to Wyoming or Canada or anywhere, anywhere where it's not as hot, that is one of my goals. So when I think about that as my own goal and value, I have to ask myself, what do I need to do? What steps do I need to take to make that a reality? Now, the reality is that We probably, I need my husband to retire. So how can I set us up to by the time he's able to retire and pull a pension from teaching, we have enough money that he doesn't have to transition into another full-time job or continue teaching. So I have to ask myself, what are the steps I need to take to get there? Because it's not going to happen tomorrow, but it can happen someday. And so I need to work backwards to figure that out. I want you to do the same for you. Once you recognize what you're consuming and you recognize, okay, not everyone is having all of these experiences and I have figured out what my goals and values are. And when I consume that, I can go back to my goals and values. The next step is to remove the ability to view these posts or images if it's triggering for you. I want to come back to that. If you find yourself triggered and you find yourself 
having negative self-talk or feeling negative self-worth because you are scrolling on social media and you are having trouble remembering that what you see on social media is not real life, then you need to remove the ability to view those posts or images. You and you alone have control over your social media experience. If certain accounts tend to trigger feelings of envy or inadequacy, do not hesitate to mute or unfollow them, even temporarily or just for a season. The beauty of the mute button is that the other person doesn't know you muted them. I love the mute button. It's important to protect your mental well-being and create a positive digital environment that supports your own unique journey. Ultimately, this isn't about the individuals you encounter on social media. It's about you and your own summer experience. Embrace the fact that you are unique with your own desires, limitations, and aspirations. And by reframing your perspective and curating your social media feed, you can create a summer that aligns with your true self and fosters contentment in who you are. Your summer journey is significant. It is. I'm going to say it. And it should be celebrated on its own merits. Embrace your individuality, stay focused on your financial aspirations, and create a summer that reflects your true desires and priorities. At the end of my solo episodes, I love to answer a question that was sent in from Instagram. This one comes from Naima and she asks, do you recommend saving for an emergency fund before ditching debt? And the answer is yes, absolutely. Here's the deal. Do you need to have a full emergency fund in place in hand? No. But the point of saving for an emergency fund is to be able to deal with the cost of an emergency if they come to play. For instance, about a year and a half ago, I found myself unexpectedly in the hospital with a kidney infection. We ended up paying thousands of dollars for me to see the doctor multiple times because the first time I was misdiagnosed receive a CT scan, an ultrasound, get all the medication and the help I needed at the emergency room. And that cost could have, an unexpected cost like that in the past could have led us into further debt. And your emergency fund, the purpose of it is to help cover costs so that when an emergency happens, whether it's a health emergency, a car emergency, a home emergency, any type of emergency, the goal is for you to not have to go into debt when emergency takes place. Now, are there going to be emergencies where you're going to have to go into debt to deal with them? Maybe. That's 100% a possibility, especially if your emergency fund is on the lower end. But the goal is to try your best to keep that from happening as much as possible. So for an emergency fund, one thing you can do while you're working to pay off debt, I know a lot of people get really excited about paying off debt and the idea of saving an emergency fund is just not fun. Like I agree, it's not very fun. I would say at least have one month of expenses in your emergency fund. So look at how much money you spend every month on your rent, your mortgage, your utilities, your minimum debt payments, food. Now, don't include unnecessary expenses like restaurants and concerts, fun money, 
beauty stuff. You don't have to include that. Look at your necessary expenses. Set a goal to at least fill up your emergency fund to at least one month of those necessary expenses. Two months if you're feeling confident or if you're feeling excited, right? And then focus on that debt-free journey. You don't want to be faced with a setback on your debt-free journey if you find yourself faced with an emergency and you have to go into debt for it. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Inspire Budget Podcast. If you're liking the podcast, it would mean the world to me for you to leave a rating or review. It takes literally just one minute. Go on to Apple or Spotify, leave a rating. I personally love it when people leave reviews, even if it's just a sentence long. I read every single one of them. It also helps my podcast get out to new listeners. It's a wonderful way to support me for free and to just get this podcast out to others. Thank you so much. I'll see you back next week for a brand new episode. Bye for now.